2: Hello everyone, Charles Watts here joining you for another edition of Inside Arsenal. I hope you're all well and enjoying your week. We've got a bit of a special for you today. We're going to focus this episode very much on Durian Timber, who at the time of recording is not yet confirmed as an Arsenal player, but a fee has been agreed with Ajax, he is heading over to the UK to undergo his medical before being announced as another summer edition for Arsenal. So I'm going to spend today's edition talking to someone very special who certainly knows a lot more about the player than I do which so we'll get some really good insight from him in terms of what sort of player arsenal is signing his strengths his weaknesses a little bit of insight into that sort of thing and uh, we'll end by taking a few of your questions as usual and my guest today it doesn't really need too much of an introduction he is obviously a manchester united legend but more importantly for this an absolute legend when it comes to ajax and dutch football is another none other than Yap Stam, who knows one or two things about defending. Yap, how are you? Thank you very much for joining me.
3: Hi, Charles. I'm good. Thank you.
2: And Great to have you here. Now, obviously, I'm sure you've been keeping very much up to date on what's happening in the world of football this summer. Lots of big moves happening as teams across the Europe are trying to strengthen their squad ahead. of New season. Arsenal very much at the forefront of that as well. Kai Havertz it? has so come in. Declan Rice is about to join in a club record fee and Durian Timber is on his way from Ajax. Now, I wanted to talk to you about Timber, a player who certainly over here we don't know too much about. There's a lot of excitement about the signing. Um, you know, We're not all absolute experts when it comes to Ajax and, and Dutch football, and I know you've certainly seen a lot more than <laughs> him than we have. So I just wanted to start off, first of all, by talking about him as a player, we'll start with his strengths in terms of what sort of player Arsenal are signing. So, you know, how do you view Timber in his? Uh, well, let's face it; it's a pretty short career so far—only twenty-two. What are, you, what are your views on him as a player and what his strengths are?
3: Yeah, he's a very good player. Um, like you're saying, in Holland, he's been doing very well uh, last season, being being very impressive. This season, uh, due to circumstances, not as impressive as as last season, but you can still see the quality that he uh, that he's showing you know he's been he's very comfortable on the ball you know uh, right footed uh, can create that extra man in midfield by dribbling uh, forward by carrying that ball forward uh, very good in taking his, uh, his 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 positioning as well in his passing very uh, very accurate um, good and, and and good technique and and that's the type of play that we all like in holland uh, we spoke, I think, in the past about it as well, you know, when you're a Dutch player, when you've been, been grown in, in the Dutch academy, then people expect a lot from you, even when you're a defender in terms of, you know, carrying that ball forward to create that extra man, uh, being very decisive in your, uh, in your, in your defending as well. Uh, having pace, of course, as well, um, you know, he, he, he's quick, he can, he can play as a centre-back, which he's been doing for Ajax, he can play as a right-back as well at times going forward. So he's very versatile. He's, he's a very good player that we all like in, in Holland. So so for him, uh, probably making that step to Arsenal is, is a very positive one. And I think for Arsenal as well, in bringing him in. Um, when I look at Arsenal, you see a team that's very comfortable. All the players are very comfortable on the ball and being very dominant on the ball as well. And then I think he can be very successful in doing so for them.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's just 22, but I think he made his debut for Ajax... Three years ago, now 2020. So he was, you know, he was a teenager when he came through at Ajax, which isn't unheard of. Obviously, we know, we know they like to give young players a chance. But did he immediately yeah. sort of settle in the settle into the team? Was he you know straight away? Did everyone look at him and think you know this is a real talent we've got on our hands here?
3: Yeah, we all saw in, in Holland. We we saw that he was a real talent. Um, of course, in Holland, when you go into the first team of Ajax, you need to. Need to get adjust, of course, to that team, to the players, to the league as well. Um, the Dutch league is is much different than, of course, the English uh, league than the Premier League. But over here in Holland, he he fitted in uh, straight away. You can you can see from the start that he's he's showing his ability. Uh, needed to grow a little bit in into it or to get used to the pace of the opposition. But uh, within a very short amount of time, short short period of time, he's he's been doing so. And then. Um, after that, he's, he's been, he's been well, one of the main players for them to, uh, uh, to make a difference.
2: Mm-hmm. Obviously, he was very successful under Ten Hag. And did, do you think Ten Hag leaving and going to Manchester United impacted him and, and the rest of the Ajax team, basically? Obviously, they didn't have the greatest of seasons last season and Timber's performances fell, off a, fell away a little bit. Do you think Ten Hag going, you know, had a big, big impact on him?
3: Well, I think Eric has been very important for him, in showing how to play and what to expect in his position as well to bring his extra quality. Um, but you can see with Tanag as well, there were several other players in that team as well that helped him out a little bit as well. You know, so it made it easier for him to to play at times, and that's that, that's that's the progress that he's in now. You know, when when uh, important players in in at Ajax were leaving as well, then um, of course you need to do things yourself. Uh, Maybe better, or you need to make sure that other players around you are performing as well, and that's the thing for a young player to learn in uh, in Holland as well. Because you know in Holland the teams, um, you know they've been built in a certain way. Then when you're doing well, players are leaving, uh, other players are staying, and that's what happened with Tim Bernau as well this season. Uh, still showing, like we said before, still showing his quality. But Because of other players not being very successful or not showing the ability that they need to do, doesn't make it easier for you in this case for Timber as well to show his ability up to the full extent. But, um, but we still we, we've still seen it, and that's why it's important for him to uh to make that ne- next step. And you can see with Ten as well when he joined United, he was still interested in, in bringing Timber in as well because he knows. He knew as well what uh, what he can bring to the team in, in in terms of possession. When you want to play a possession game, when you be when you want to be very uh, confident a, a, as a team in play and play and and being very dominant, then you need to have players like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he was very close. It
2: so he was heavily linked with a move to United last summer when when Ten Hag arrived. How is the view? What's the view like in Holland about this deal now that he's you know on the verge of joining Arsenal? How is that sort of transfer being viewed by the? Football community in Holland. Yeah,
3: I I think everybody is um, is expecting him to to move within one or two seasons. Um, I'm not sure that everybody is happy that he's going to leave the club now because people still think that he needs to learn. People still think that he needs to make progress. Um, I'm thinking that he might need to stay for another season and then hopefully making that that step to to a big club. Um, but I th- but I think that's that's how it goes everywhere in within every league. You know, people, fans, um, pundits. Uh, you know, they all think that okay, a young player needs to stay longer because then he can grow, he can develop, and then make that next step to the Premier League, which is okay to think. But um, there's always the, the, the issue that a player already played for several seasons at a certain level. Um, there's a big club coming uh, that that team that it's is showing interest, like Arsenal are playing in, in this in a similar way that he's that he's been playing in as well the last couple of seasons. And um I think the player and, and I spoke to him uh, a while ago as well. I think the player is, is ready to make that next step as well. I think he's 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 eager to to perform on a different on a different level, on a different stage. Yeah, I saw some comments
2: from Marco Van Basten who was who was talking about that. And he was telling him that he felt he should probably stay for another year or two at Ajax just to continue his development and then make the big move. I mean, he's 22. He's been in the first team for a few seasons now. So, obviously, it is a big step moving to the Premier League. But do you think he, when you sort of look at him as a player and what you've seen, despite his young age, do you think he's got the capability of making that step up now?
3: Yeah, yeah, there's always the question, when's the right moment for a player to go? Um, A lot of of ex former players... They all say to a young player, and okay, maybe it's better for you to to stay for another season. The the thing is that when he's leaving Ajax now, when he's going to Arsenal, he's going to be surrounded by a lot better players. Um, That makes it at times easier for him as well to make progress. So we all need to understand as well, you know, the Arsenal team now is a young team. All these young players play at a certain level, at a a certain age as well. Um, Timba, he's got the quality, he's got the attributes to, to... to make that next step, to perform better, to become a better player, but you also uh, need to play with better players around you to make that next step. And and that's why I think it's a logical step for him as well, to make that step to Arsenal now as well, because I don't think the player now is, is thinking for himself that he, he needs to be a starter, that he needs to to, uh, to play every game. Um, because I, I don't think that's the issue he knows he's a young player he knows that he wants to make that next step he knows he wants to go to a team with good players that play in a certain way certain philosophy to uh, to improve and to occasionally maybe uh, you know step in and to uh, to play his part and and, uh, and and be important for the team uh, and I think this is a good. I think it's a good step for him to uh, to do it now, and to and to show his uh, ability. And when when the manager is asking him to step in, you know, to show his quality. Yeah, I mean, he's won
2: two league titles here with Ajax, one cup as well. He's going to become like you mentioned there about not necessarily coming in as a guaranteed starter. I mean, he's got. Ahead of him in, in defence, you've got Ben White. He's been very, very good at right back for Arsenal. You obviously, got William Saliba as a right-sided centre-back. He's been exceptional mm-hmm. for Arsenal and looks like he is back fit in, start, in time for the new season. So, you know, there's no guarantee he's going to come in and, and start straight away. But I think what Arsenal are trying to do at the moment is not necessarily improve the starting eleven. it's improved the first 17, 18 members of that squad. So, help mm-hmm. can rotate and bring players out and rest players when needed and the level doesn't drop. I think that's what no. probably caught Arsenal a little bit short last season, what ultimately saw Manchester City win the title. Um, the transfer fee is going to be about 40 million euros with another 5 million of add ons. And my understanding is those add ons are pretty achievable. So, you know, all in Ajax are going to receive about 45 million euros for timber. Do you think that is a, a good deal for them? Is that a transfer fee that the fans are, are quite happy with?
3: Well, you know, the, the fans at Ajax, they're, they're never happy when a, play is leaving, when a player is leaving uh, them. You know, who's, who's been successful, or you know, can can bring a lot to the to the team again this season. But um, th- that's how it goes in Holland. We all know Ajax, their uh, their academy, bringing up young players and making that next step to Europe, to big clubs. Um, they've they've done it with Timmer now as well. So I think they need to be very very happy with the amount of money that they can get from uh, from Arsenal. Um, it it it's a good deal. Uh, it's a player that has been there in the first team for a couple of se- first team for a couple of seasons um showing his, his, his ability um and, and wants to leave probably as well and I think um, as a club at IX you need to consider that as well and it, uh, you need to work together to uh, to make a good deal so he can make progress and and the club can uh, can get some money into to invest that in uh, in, a, in again a good player so they can make another step as well so it's uh, I think it's good I think everybody would be happy with that amount of money
2: I mean he's a very good he's very good on the ball his, his strengths from you know my limited knowledge of him is how good he is on the ball how comfortable he is in possession his passing ability his ability to to progress the ball forward with the ball and I'm just looking at some stats here if you're watching this on YouTube you want to see it if you're listening on podcast I'll just explain it to you um I mean last season despite you know, it being pretty well but, you know, understood that his performances dipped a little bit. And his performance has dipped a little bit. He had more successful passes than anyone else in the area divisi more successful passes forward. His passing accuracy was 91%. He had 487 uh, progressive carries. His progress was 5,038 metres. You look at, as a progressive carrier, the ball moving forward over five metres, he's way ahead of anyone else in the area divisi last season. Um, so that I mean, clearly his strengths as a player, Yap, you, you're expecting him to come in and he'll be able to show that over here how comfortable he is on the ball and, and be able to you know, help Arsenal progress the ball forward and, and dominate possession.
3: No, but I, I, th- I think at times it's, it's going to be even easier for him at times as well to play um, uh, with, you know, at Arsenal with these players because, because all these stats shows you as well that he, he needed to be very important, very decisive for Ajax last season. Um, because he was a player. And, and then in Holland, he, he's, a, he's a very young player as well. And you can see uh, the ability, and we all know the ability that he has on the ball. And you can see his stats as well. That means, uh, last season as well, that people are expecting, Ajax was expecting a lot from this player at this age to be to make a difference. And, and then, you know, there's the question, the true question, can you expect from a 22-year-old player that from the back, playing out from the back, that he needs to give all these decisive passes in uh, in that team, you know, to make it to make a difference, because he was the only one, or almost the only one that uh, you know, uh, in, in in the team uh, when they played, you know, who took who took the initiative, who, who showed quality on the ball. The other players all found it very difficult, you know, to show their to show their ability in Holland, uh, and that's why it's for him good to make that step because the players around him now at Arsenal are, are much better, showing more quality. Uh, Taken up better positions as well in uh, in small areas, so he can be more decisive in this uh, in his pass, passing as well. So I think it's uh, you know it, it, it's very good to, for him to uh, you know to go over there and to show his uh, show his ability. And, and again, at Ajax, you know we can all say and talk about uh, his performances last season, but he was still one of the best players, and he showed when he's played uh, with better players around him that he can can be an exceptional player for.
2: I mean, we look here, this is where he's played. Uh, again, if you're watching this on YouTube, you are to see what I'm talking about. If not, it, this is where he's, the percentage of positions he's played for Ajax since coming into the team in 2020. 81% of his performances for Ajax, appearances for Ajax have been played as a sort of right-sided centre-back. Just 12% have been at right-back. But my understanding is that Timber is being steined to play as a right-back for Arsenal in this system that Mikel Arteta is uh, is using at the moment. Um What are your thoughts on that, Yap, in terms of him playing as a right-back role? First of all, he's not going to play as a traditional English right-back, you know, bombing forward on the overlap. I think he's going to be used more of an inverted right-back, very similar to the way Zinchenko on the left-hand side, you know, comes into midfield and sort of bolsters the numbers in midfield. Mm -hmm. Um, How how do you feel about him potentially playing in that sort of inverted right-back role for Arsenal? Is that his best position? He
3: he can play. He's even played for Ajax. He's even played on the midfield, like a holding midfielder role as well. You know, he can play even at, at that position, same like same like Martinez did uh, at, at with Tenag as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, went to uh, went to United, but uh, on the right side, he can play very well. He, he's been playing there in Holland as well. Um, and, and again, when, when you're a player with that with that pace, uh, with that comfort comfort on uh, on the ball, and and, and having the um, the intentions to go forward. Uh, clever in, in taking up his, his positioning as well, and then, then um, yeah, it's good to bring him in and at times show you know let him play on the right side as well. So I'm not surprised that the intentions of, of bringing him in and maybe playing him on that side is uh, is is, is, is going to happen.
2: Yeah, I think it's going to help Arsenal sort of try and get more of a stranglehold on games. Mikel Arteta has always spoken about that. You know, he wants. He doesn't want to sort of see games out by, you know, having an extra defender on trying to you know, sit back and clear Bulls. He wants to win games and see out games by just dominating possession and not giving the opposition a a sniff. And I think the addition Mm -hmm. of someone like Timber could potentially sort of help with that going forward. Um, In terms of his weaknesses at at the moment for such a young player, um, I've seen you mention it before. In, in interviews you've done saying he may, maybe he needs to be a little bit more aggressive to succeed in the Premier League. I've got a quote here from, from Schneider, Wesley Schneider who he says he's a smart lad, a really good defender but he loses every header and in England against those wardrobes in the Premier League that will be his downfall. I mean, yeah. is, that, is that really the case? Because I remember when Arsenal signed Ben White all we used to hear about was, oh, we can't win a header. When Manchester United signed Martinez, there was so much focus on his height and uh, everyone thought, oh, he can never succeed in the Premier League because of his height as a centre-back. And he was absolutely brilliant for Manchester United last season. So yeah. is, is this something Arsenal fans should worry about when Timbers arrive in? You know, is,
3: is, is that a real sort of weakness in his game? No, I, I don't think you, you need to worry about that. I, I think as, as a fan as well, and when, when you follow Arsenal as well, you need to have a look at the philosophy of playing and how they're playing and, and what their strengths are. And and that's that's what other managers are doing. That's what happens at City. That's what happens at United as well. And bringing players in, because if you bring in a player, and you mentioned it yourself as well, you're looking um, you're looking with your team and how you want to play to be very dominant. So it means when you're dominant and you play on the opposition's half every time, and you keep possession, and you're waiting, you're being patient to eventually, you know, find an opening to to score. It means that you don't need to defend a lot. Of course, we all know that it's going to happen. We all know that, you know, you're always, especially in the Premier League, you get into situations that you need to defend, but you, you calculate that uh, as well as a manager or, you know, as, as a club and in, in how you eventually want to uh, play and what can happen. You know, Timbo, we all know he's not the biggest. Sinchenko on the left side is not the biggest player as well. You know, but you need to be clever at times as well, you know, in your, in your duels, in your 1v1s in how to approach them as well. Um, there's other players uh, last season came into the Premier League who are not the biggest as well uh, and, and they've been doing very well. So, so I don't think it's, it's a worry. Um, I think it can happen, yeah, that he can lose. But even in Holland and, and, and what I, I said before as well, because the league in Holland, the quality, the difference of quality with the teams is so big. It makes it easier for players like Timber to do well. Um, they all—they don't always need to be very aggressive or be, be or win every header, you know, to be successful. Uh, going into the Premier League, and that's a learning curve for him as well. Going into the Premier League, um, yeah, these are things that he needs to address, that he needs to uh, be aware of, and probably, you know, the manager, the, the coaches over there. Uh, are going to tell him as well and what to expect and how to approach the game. He's going to notice that himself during games as well, that he might need to change certain bits as well to be even more successful or, or not to be done in certain situations. And that's the thing for a young player when you're stepping into a big club like Arsenal in a big league like the Premier League as well to address, to know, hey, okay, this is totally different. I need to step up over here or I need to do better in certain situations. Mm-hmm. And that's he's a clever guy, so he knows that. And, and eventually he will step up to that as well. But the most important thing you know, for him going into the club and for the club as well and for the fans to know as well is that he's very good on the ball. He can defend. He's got pace. His positioning is good as well. He's clever in his, his 1v1s as well. So he knows what to do. He knows how to to win a challenge as well. So I, I wouldn't worry too much about that.
2: OK, thank you for that. All right, let's quickly move on to a, a couple of questions that um, Arsenal fans have sent in to me, but I think you'll probably be a lot better place to, uh, to answer those than I will. There's some here, there's one from Phil, another one from Lillen Boomver, by the looks of it, it says, uh, and they're both kind of focused on the same thing, asking the question, and you did touch on it a little bit earlier, about the possibility of Timber, you know, moving into a, some sort of defensive midfield role, if need be. So do you think he, he has the attributes, and he's shown that when he has played there for Ajax, that uh, if, you know, Mikel ever needed to turn to him to be in that sort of holding midfield role, that he, he could potentially play there?
3: Yeah, he, he, he can do that. Um, he, he's done that uh, before over here in Holland as well. Um, you know, he, he can play as a, as a holding midfield player. Sometimes even with Ajax when they played, you know, when he's one of the centre-backs and then he's stepping into the midfield to be the extra extra uh, midfield player was uh, in there as well to make a difference. Because like, like we spoke about, you know, he's good at taking up his position and he, he's calm, comfortable on the ball. So he can... He can do that easily and, and and it's always easy for a manager to have a player like that in your squad as well because then you can mix up the system without making subs from the bench within when he's playing, you know, within the, the, in the 11 who are on the pitch, you can make a change in your in your setup.
2: Mm-hmm. Now we've got one here Um uh, it's a kind of a bit at the bottom there that from John Z that I wanted to ask you about more. So insight into his character, what he's like off the pitch in the dressing room training. Now, I know you haven't actually worked with him. You didn't cross paths when you were working as a, a coach at Young Ajax. I think he was there, but maybe a few age groups below you. Is that right? But you yeah. said you've spoken to him, so you kind of know him a, a little bit. What what sort of character are, are Arsenal getting and what do you think he'll be like in, in the dressing room?
3: No, he's he's um, he's... He's a nice guy. He's uh, he's calm, you know. He's um, he's willing to learn. You can see when you speak to him that he's trying to pick up things. You know, he's listening very well. Um, he likes to, uh, of course, like everybody, you know, he likes to to, to make a joke at times as well but uh, but he's uh, at most in how I know him and when I spoke to him as well that he's very eager to um, to make progress I've heard from other people as well that he's following everything you know he, he's like he's listening to and, and seeing a lot of interviews reading a lot of interviews about him as well so he's taking everything every comment uh very serious uh, about him as well uh, in order to uh to become a better player better um uh, not not changing his personality, but at least you know to to learn a lot more in in what he can do to be more successful, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 that's how he is as a uh, as a person. He's also very helpful to uh, to other players as well, um, and, and I, which I think is is very good. Um, the the thing that I spoke about uh, with with him as well is is a thing that you know as a young player, what you can do to uh, to improves yourself a lot more when you're out there you know in terms of communicating because that's with a lot of young players when they go into the game is communication talking to players around you um, you know and making certain comments and telling other players what you need to do or what they need to do better so your game your game becomes easier as well and these are things that we spoke about a little bit as well so it makes it easier eventually for him on the pitch
2: yeah, I mean, sometimes it's quite difficult for for players of his age, twenty two, twenty one, to come over to a new country, especially to the Premier League where the demands are so high. But you kind of looking at him as a character and think it, 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 that will be the sort of thing that won't really phase him. That he'll he'll look forward to that challenge rather than being, you know, a little bit nervous about it or something like that.
3: No, he he knows that he, he probably knows that as well. When you go over there, I think that that's for everybody. When you come from abroad, you go over to the Premier League to a big club like Arsenal, then yeah, it, it's it's going to be totally different. But he but he knows that um, you know he needs to he needs to get adjust to uh, to everything. You know, like I said, he's a very down to earth guy. He's, he's willing to to learn to make progress and to he's going to he, well probably he's going to suck up every information, all the information that he's going to get from his coaches, mm-hmm.
2: and then. Lastly here so if you're going to sort of compare his style of play and attributes with any sort of player past and present, who would that be? I know this is probably putting you on the spot a little bit, but is there anyone yeah. who he kind of reminds you of
3: as a as a player oh that's a uh, that's a difficult one to be uh, to be honest um, well, it, it, It's a tough one to to mention i I, I think he's got um I think he's got certain bits like, and and uh, I'm not saying he's he's equal or he is he's, he, uh, he's on the same level as uh, or is the same player as as Daley Blint a little bit, you know mm-hmm. when He went to United, uh, of course, but on the ball, I mean, you know, he's been very comfortable on the ball, like he was as well. Uh, very good in in taking up his positioning as well. I, I think Timber is quicker, is faster, has got more pace than uh, than Blind has um, but he, he's a bit similar, you know also in, in in getting getting that ball being comfortable waiting stall at times on the ball as well you know to find that gap when that gap's opening to find the right pass in, in between as well. Um, you know I, I think he's got similar similar um, bits like like, like Blint has as well. You know, but uh, he's got other bits like you know, like like Martinez as well, a little bit yeah, on the ball and in carrying that ball forward, um, at times stepping into it to intercept that ball and, and anticipate to the situation. So there's there's not one play that you can say, okay, you know, he's similar to that player. He's he's got certain bits of certain plays and that that's what I like about him as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, I just wanted to quickly talk about Arsenal. The last time I bumped into you, and for those watching. Uh, myself and Yap know each other from when Yap was a manager at Reading and I was a reporter at Reading at the time. Uh, last time bumped into you was last season at Old Trafford before the th- Arsenal lost 3-1 at the start of the season. Arsenal went into that game, they won every game that season. I thought they played very, very well at Old Trafford actually. It was one of the games they lost but I thought they played very well and were unlucky not to not to lose. But uh, Following that, from how the season progressed and the sort of job that Mikel Arteta did and how Arsenal performed last season, what are you, what's your take on Arsenal going into the to the new year? Have you been really impressed by the kind of job that Mikel Arteta has done in taking the club from where it was to where it is now?
3: Oh, you're very impressed. Um, very impressed with the club as well and how they handled the situation because when Arteta come, came and when, when he stepped in, you know, uh, in the beginning, people were still, you know, uh, there was a lot of criticism, you know, towards him as well and how they played. But um, and at the club, I think the board they they stuck with them. They gave them the opportunity to make progress, to make changes. They brought certain players in, quality players, and then you can see that everything's evolving. You can see the philosophy uh, becomes well better, or in terms of or, or well known by the players as well. Things become more easier. They become more uh, dominating in their way of playing. Um, we, we we mentioned. A little bit about you know the amount of plays in what they're having you know to to bring with the likes of Timber bringing other players in so you can have more quality on the bench as well. It's easier for the manager to make changes. But they uh, this season they were very impressive in how they played. You know um, the United game they were the better team. Uh, they got done on in transition, mm. um, especially you know Rashford, uh, you know in in scoring as well, which is a thing of course. With teams who are very dominant, and you know it a little bit from my period of reading as well, when you're dominating, you know in transition sometimes you get done, which is frustrating. But these are things that you, as a manager, you need to be uh, wary of. You know that that's that's how you um, will approach your team as well to be focused on these situations as, uh, as well. But it's you know for, for them, for for Arsenal, it was it was a pity they couldn't keep it up until the you know till the end of the season, but. Um, uh, very impressive in, in how they played, showing quality on the ball. Uh, very good players, keeping these players fit for a long time. But it's uh, but it's it's also a difficult difficult season uh, for them in terms of to, going to end of, to the end of the season and keeping up their standards because you know towards the end of the season you need to stay fit, you need to stay sharp. Other teams uh, are going to be making it very very hard, very difficult for you. You see that that City could make changes, could um, You know, keep the plays fit until the end of the season. You know, to eventually win win the trophies, and that's that's the thing that Arsenal need to look at now. And that's what they're probably are doing.
2: Yeah, I think obviously losing Williams Saliba was so crucial to Arsenal last season. It was so important to them, yeah. and that, those injuries did did hit them at the exact wrong stage. I mean, obviously the signing Timber Declan Rice is about to come through the door. Um Uh, Kai Havertz has already signed when you kind of look at the new season obviously you (laughs) with your Manchester United links must have been a little bit disappointed to see what Manchester City went on to achieve last season winning the treble but when you look at this season now and what's been done do you think it's going to be another you know another dominant season for City or do you see the likes of Arsenal or someone else really being able to give them a proper challenge again this year
3: well, City's always been dominant. The last couple of seasons, they've been dominant and how to and how to play football in, in you know in, and difficult to beat. Um, but that's what I like about the Premier League. You know, the other teams want to step up as well. They're investing. They're, they're changing managers at times as well, which is not always good. But it's interesting to see how, how other teams then are going to be playing. Um, for Arsenal, uh, hopefully they can they can do the same uh, same thing again, uh, maybe even better. You know, to challenge City. That's what I hope for United, of course, as well. You know, to, to be more dominant and hopefully challenge City as well in how they can play. You know, but United, of course, you know they they're, they're struggling uh, as well to get the, the right players in to to make uh, to make a change. Um, Arsenal is doing well at the moment by bringing Harvard's in as well. Very good player, Timber as well, like you're saying, and Rice. Important players from other teams coming into to Arsenal to to strengthen their uh, their squad. And, and that's how you need to approach uh, the Premier League as a, as a club. So it's going to be interesting as well, but it makes it always good to look at the Premier League and see that other teams are always willing to invest, you know, to make a chance of, of, winning, of winning the title. And, and that's why it's always hard to say from, you know, before the season to say, OK, you know, this team is definitely going to win it again. Uh, uh, and, and yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting.
2: Perfect. Well, look, yeah, thank you very much for joining me today and giving us all your insight. I know it would be really, really appreciated by everyone watching this or listening to it. On- On the podcast, so thank you very much, and uh, and yeah, I will, uh, I'll speak to you again very very soon. Thank you, Yapham. Thank you, Charles. See you.